Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hannigan. Tonight, it's week three, and while the slate seems light, we know it's college football and every week counts, and we here at the Two Drink have you covered. From the backyard brawl to the world's largest cocktail party and some underrated cross-conference matchups. Plus, Georgia will actually play a real live football team this week when they take on Spencer Rattler and his cock commanders. All this and more next on the Two Drink Minimum. Kevin. Daniel. Speaking of commanders, if you could pour this delicious Voodoo Ranger in honor of Two Drink Minimum Hall of Famer Voodoo Ranger, who picked up the W for the Washington Commanders this for week. For the W. The W for the W, old Sam Howell, the, the Two Drink Minimum Hall of Famer, picked up the, the W. All right. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I mean, to start 1-0... And the NFL is something we don't want to take for granted. Dan. Okay, we, we we got no time for the NFL. That's Sam Howell got his love. We're voodoo ranger in for him. He's our guy. He's still our guy. We're rooting for him. This show is packed, and we've got to get to it. Very exciting stuff tonight. We've got a brand new segment called Ice Cold Openers with DG3. We've got the return of Contenders of Pretenders. Week two reactions. Week three picks. A brand new sponsor to roll out tonight, and of course the you can't talk about Dion drinking game. Can we do it? It, 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 it? Lay out your proposal. It, okay, my proposal is this. All right. Dion, Colorado, Travis Hunter, Shadir, they're everywhere. You know, the, the, the top six stories on Bleacher Report right now are about Colorado and Dion. Everybody in the media is headed to Colorado this week. So I propose for this episode, we not talk about Dion, we not talk about Colorado. And if you do, you drink. Is it just because of the matchup? If well, they were playing Oregon this week, would you have the same rule? All, all, bet, all bets are off next week. Okay, all this bet, is a one and done. This, this is the Carmelo Anthony of this, rules. Yes, it's this is this week only. You could not talk about Dion in Colorado, but uh, going forward, you can talk about Dion in Colorado. I don't think they need to be included in that team from the Rocky Mountains. Does not need to be included in contenders and pretenders yet. I don't think they're there. They're the most interesting team in this sport. Right now, they're setting all type of ratings records. It's the one team that you're casual sports fans. So if we're yeah, if we want to go anti ratings, we've committed to that early on <laughs> in this show. But if we want to stick with that, and we're like, let's take the most popular thing in this sport, that the most watched Pac-12 game in the history of that that conference. Like, let's just stay away if, if you, from that. If you want some no Dion content, we this are is, here for you. But so. the, the first two questions I had from a couple people who. Texted in, both wanted to talk about this program. So we'll save them for a week, I guess. So we'll save them for a week. Okay. Yeah, they're going to play Oregon next week. Take care of business at Colorado State, and we will talk about you next week. You talk about them today, you're going to Carl Malone some beer over there, Kevin. If I feel like I have to, I'm going to, though. I'm not just going to ignore it. If it's oh, relevant yeah. to the conversation, I, I, I'm going to take the hit. I've never known I'm you to shy away from some drinking. Draw contact, Dan. Now, now, this, this could be either the greatest idea ever or the worst idea ever. We have a segment called 
Ice Cold Openers with DG3. DG3, longtime listener, friend of the program, has agreed because I'm not having enough fun with the cold openers. You get to just boom, react on, you know, uh, on the spot to some of my cold opener questions. And then we try to tie it back into college football. But I'm not having any fun because I'm the one coming up with the cold openers. All right. Well, you're so faking it well. We've employed DG3, okay. one of the funniest people I know, to come up with a question. And this could be a disaster. You haven't looked at it yet? <laughs> we have not looked at it. We're about to read the question for the DG3 ice cold opener. And here is what he has for us. If you had to pick from the following former Q's quarterbacks to start Saturday versus Purdue, who do you pick? Darth Schrader? Tommy, Tommy DeVito, Eric Dungy, or Ryan Nassib. Okay. Okay, DG3. Syracuse football focused. Okay. And, I like that. We were going to get into the Syracuse game anyway, so Dude, now we're just it. leading off with the Syracuse game, which, hey, Dino Babers has exactly what he's looking for with this program. They are on primetime TV. This is not just a Syracuse-centric. Drink. 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 Oh, I Drink. <laughs> Drink right now. Primetime. There you M- go. Maloning up. Yep. You said it. You said the word that could not be said. But you're correct. This is a big opportunity for this program. This weekend, 7.30 at Purdue. Who do we who are we rolling with out of this group? To me, it's between Dungy and Nassib out of that group. I'm an Eric Dungy guy. One game, he's going to will us to a victory at Purdue. I'm not intimidated by this Purdue team. No. So I think if I roll in no. there with Eric Dungy, he's, he know, we're – Going to beat Purdue, then we're going to beat Army, and we'll be 4-0 hosting Clemson here with Dungy as the quarterback. Okay. So, for me, I like that. All right, so it, I it, thought it, any quarterback would be a different answer, but out of those four? Yeah, I mean, you you left out, like, the 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 highlight quarterbacks of the Syracuse era with Don McNabb and Don McPherson. i go Marvin Graves. Don McPherson, Marvin Graves. That's my pick. Had a couple beers with Don McPherson the other day uh, right down at uh, Hanover Square. Still looks like he could play, by the way. Uh you know, to me, obviously Tommy DeVito's out. Ryan Nassib was a nice quarterback. He he is, is does not fit this offense. He was so a very good down, quarterback. Very good quarterback, but I don't think he fits this offense. So to me, it comes down to Darth Schrader or Eric Dungy. I see Darth Schrader as more of a poor man's Eric Dungy. He's he's good, but he's not as great as as Eric Dungy. And and if you look at the Syracuse program and you look at what's happened with these Dino Babers teams. You thought that Syracuse was on the upward trajectory when they had Eric Dungy, and you realized after he left that maybe it was just Eric Dungy was the guy. You know, since that Dino Babers year where what did they go ten and two, was yeah, that right? Ten, ten and two, yeah. ten and two with Eric Dungy, and you thought this is going to get even better. We got this four-star guy Tommy DeVito coming in, and no, sir, well, it went back into the tank. And then they brought in a guy eerily similar to Eric Dungy and Darth Schrader, and now they've climbed back up into bowl relevance and, and, and a team that, that if they go down to Purdue and take care of business, they've got Army at home next week, and then they're looking to be in 4-0 going, having, hosting Clemson. Yeah. Hosting Clemson, which Clemson looks like they're maybe not the Clemson of old. No, hype them up. Hype them up. They're great. Hype but them up. If you're the quarterback of Syracuse, at times you have to be able to run for your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like a prerequisite. You're gonna have to run, and yeah. you're gonna have to do that. They're just yeah. you don't have the offensive lineman 
every game to match up with guys on the other side for the whole time. So you need a dude who can just make plays with his legs. Uh, their offensive line, they, their skill position players oftentimes look like good players. Their receivers oftentimes are nice this like, year. look like guys that could play. This year they look like they got the Florida State guys with all of them big, tall, big physical receivers. But the Gatson injury concerns me. I don't know what his status is for – I mean, do you try to get – you hopefully can get the next two weeks without him, and then is he available when Clemson – comes to town. You want I mean that's a big loss if you don't have him. That changes who you are. He's got to be ready to go against Clemson because I don't think Clemson has somebody that can cover him. We've seen what, you know, what Duke did to Clemson and Syracuse can make some hay there on in their own right if they go up against uh that that Clemson defense with Gadsden healthy and the rest of those guys healthy. It's all about these next two weeks, staying healthy, being healthy. Linebacking core looks fantastic for Syracuse. If we could just, you know, with leading off with this Syracuse, we'll just give the quick pick right now as to that game. We are going to give that pick later on in this episode, but we'll just give it right now. Syracuse is favored by two and a half points. They're at Purdue. They're going on the road to a Big Ten team in Purdue. But Purdue looks like they are going to have some growing pains with their new coach. I like Syracuse to win that game. I like Syracuse to cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. I mean, that's essentially a pick game when you're talking about two-and-a-half points. So, you know, I've got Syracuse winning and covering that game, and mostly because that Syracuse offense looks like it's just humming right along with Dar Schrader, with the the running backs that they're rolling out, LaQuint Allen, but they've also got some other guys in there. even if Gadsden doesn't play, they have enough depth in the wide receiver room. And the defense has looked better than we thought it was going to be. Now, their OC is Graham Harrell, and their quarterback is Hudson Card. Yes. For Purdue. Yeah. If I would have told you a year and a half ago that you're going to pick Syracuse to beat a team with Graham Harrell and Hudson Card, you'd have been like, well, Graham Harrell's the head coach of some team. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. he's the head coach at Texas. So Graham Harrell replaced Sarkeesian, and now he's the coach with yeah Hudson Card. Texas. Was, yeah, I mean Hudson Card won that job at Texas right a couple years ago. So that does concern me about that game, but I'm going to take Syracuse here to win. They're going to be um, coming home three and zero. Coming home three and zero. Yep, Kevin. It's it's easy to just go back and take a look at week two and have some reactions to week two, but you know that uh, we here at the Two Drink Minimum really like to play some games when we talk about the games and. We love a little game called Pretenders and, and, and Contenders because when you look at some of these guys that are, you know, some of these teams that are top 10 that, you know, everybody's lauding accolades on and whatnot, it's important to sort of keep that within reason that they've played two games. I, I, I don't think that Georgia needs much mention. They're clearly a contender. Um, we'll get to Georgia and talk about them a little bit when we talk are about you fine that they're just playing won? South Carolina. You're, are we okay that Georgia's – are they the best team that you've seen this year? I, I mean, define that you've seen. I haven't really watched any of them. Uh, that, the Carson Beck kid, the highlights that I've seen look fine. Um, I haven't I, – I, I, what I've seen from Carson Beck, I don't have the same concerns about Carson Beck that I have with the McCord kid in Ohio State. Beck has looked competent and looked like he's got control of that offense, and they've looked – fine you know they've done what they're supposed to do this week we and again we're going to get to that south carolina game because this week they're going to play an experienced quarterback and they're going to 
you know, have to actually win a game against an SEC team instead of, you know, your cupcake. Here's $2 million so we can beat the heck out of you. And then you go home with a nice fat paycheck and that pays for your athletic program for the year. You know, they're, they're, they're not playing a paycheck team this week. They are favored by 27 and a half. We'll get to that game. Michigan is another one where I think they've done enough in years past and they return enough of that team that in years past that I think you have to squarely say they're also a contender. I don't think there's much conversation that you're going to have about Michigan. But then you start to get into these teams, and you said it before, there's tons of parity in college football this year. Then you start to get into those teams like Florida State. Contender or pretender on Florida State? They're a contender. LSU is a very good team. LSU is not dead. We can get to to them at some point here, but LSU is going to be a team that's still part of the conversation later on down the road. That win is going to look better and better for Florida State. The way they beat LSU, the way they forced LSU to quit in that game, that they just imposed a will on LSU and they wanted no part of that down the stretch. That impressed me. Florida State's a contender. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's offense has looked spectacular so far this season. Granted, you know, week two they played uh, what, Nobody University. Who they play week two? They played Southern Miss, which isn't actually a Nobody Nobody University. I mean, it's a it's still a football, you know, bowl series team, yeah. uh, an, an FBS team. Not a great one, but they put up 66-13, to 13, did what they were supposed to do. But what they did to LSU is – You'd have to say that's right up there with the most impressive wins of the season. You, Texas over Alabama at Alabama yes. has to be the most impressive win of the season that anybody has. But, you know, what, what they have with Jordan Travis, that wide receiver core is big, physical, fast. You know, they've got at least two NFL dudes over there at wide receiver core. they got at least one running back that's going to come out of there. They've got a defensive end who might be a top 10 pick. They've got a quarterback who might get in that conversation where you keep talking about that. Caleb Williams is the first pick. Drake May is the second pick. Who's the third quarterback off the board in the NFL draft next year? Jordan Travis is a guy that's going to be right there when you're talking about it. Jordan Travis is going to be right there when you're talking about uh, Heisman Trophy. So that team is squarely a contender and i mean nothing for nothing look at the schedule you know like who do they got they beat lsu they have clemson they already next beat week. lsu they've got clemson who clemson looks down a little bit but other than that they're at boston college versus virginia tech tough one versus syracuse on october 14th they do have duke who duke snuck up in there they do have miami who Miami, you know, has now snuck up into the top 25 with their big win against Texas A&M, and they're going to play at Florida, but at Florida is, you know, looking less and less like that much of, of, a, of a tough ask. So Florida State's, their, their schedule is conducive to them being a contender along with their roster. They can lose a game. The LSU win bought them a stumble. They don't have to be perfect. When you look at, like, if you have certain teams in front of you, the way that the ACC also structured their championship game, that you are guaranteed now the best possible opponent for your resume when you play in that game now. You're not getting a cross-division rivalry that doesn't do – you're playing Pitt, so it doesn't help you at all. They're getting, yeah. They are going to get a team that will look good on their resume. So if they would fall at some point, if they lose to Clemson next week, the sky isn't falling, it's not over. Now, now it's evened out. You're allowed one bump if you're – Florida State at this point. So that is a, another yeah. reason they're a contender to me because they do not have to be perfect. Where already there's a couple teams that use that 
Mulligan. And I would say maybe when talking about Florida State in that regard, depending on what happens with the rest of the teams in the country, obviously that's always a question. But when you look at their schedule, you have Clemson. This year, L's are coming. You have Clemson, Miami, and Duke, who are all ranked in the top 25. You could be looking at Clemson at the end of this season having no top 25 wins. I mean, legitimately, you could see any of... All of, those teams, all of those teams drop out, and you could have, you know, what if the wheels come off for LSU? What if LSU loses to, they also lose to Alabama, Texas A&M, and Old Miss? Now, all of a sudden, they're an 8-4 and four team that's maybe scratching the top 25, but it doesn't look as elite of a win. But they're better than 8-4. You can have those three losses and be better than an 8-4 and four football team. Uh, in, 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 it's may, still LSU, we know yeah. that's a good team. Maybe, maybe not, which brings us to that next contender and pretender, which is Texas. I mean, hook em. Texas, they just hooked them last week. We sat here and we talked about this game last week. And, you know, I looked at, I looked at that game and I saw a pretty even matchup where I said it's in Tuscaloosa and Nick Saban's the better coach. So that's who I'm rolling with. I'm rolling with them to win and I think it was a five and a half point spread or something like that. I'm looking at them, Alabama, to win and cover. They did neither, and mostly because of two factors. One, Quinn Ewers had an absolutely spectacular game. And he looks did, like man. he is the real deal. They had the better quarterback in that game. Like coaches, and, no, but quarterback, yeah. And two, I mean, Sarkeesian did a good job. He he coached a good game and he won a big game, which has always been the bugaboo for him. So I've got Texas as a contender. Yes, they move up seven spots, but they did they something. Should've. They did something that nobody does. Do you, I mean, where where are you with Texas? Yes. Where's your feeling? With well, Texas? I had, you loved him last week. So going into the season, I had Texas in the playoff. Texas to me is a top four team going into the season. I would not have had Texas where they were. Texas was an underrated football team. I believe in Quinn Ewers, the things they were talking about, not just on the field. When you hear about a kid who's 20 years old, I don't really know how old he is. Some of these kids, and I've been around a while, but about that well, age. Remember, he skipped his last year in oh, high school. Oh, he came early to Ohio State. So he's Trojan skipped. horse to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Stayed there for a year, picked stole all their some, secrets. Picked up some nil came money. To Texas. Picked up some nil yep. money. Nil money. And, and so he's probably about 20. I'd and say those, 20 rec- those receivers that Texas had, like, he was launching that ball, dude, like, right in stride. They were reaching out. It was perfect throws. That receiving core with that quarterback is dangerous. They're as good as the USC offense is when we talk about dynamic playmaker, Ooh, quarterback, okay, and options. Okay. But they have a better defense. They're going to back it up. That team is dangerous. I like that team. Alabama, similar to LSU, that's not a bad loss. You're going to yeah. go to the end of the year and be like, oh, okay. Yep. It, it was a loss to Texas this year. That's a great team. Yeah, and, and it seems as though Texas has finally put it together, which is, which is interesting, too, because when you talk about these contenders and pretenders, I think last year as we talked about contenders and pretenders, we said you're a contender if you have the ability to make the college football playoff and be the team that loses to Georgia in the championship. Like, you know what I mean? Like last year it was just – Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. When I say Michigan's a contender, Florida State's a contender, and Texas is a contender, I am talking about teams that can win the national championship. And, and, and right now, when I look at Florida State and when I look at Texas, I don't know that Florida State loses to Michigan. I don't know that Texas loses to Georgia. I think those teams are right there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so I have them as contenders. 
USC is one that's stuck around all year. Spectacular offense, poor defense, and then it came back to bite them at the end of the year last year. They are a team who is sitting at number five right now. They have a just phenomenal quarterback in Caleb Williams. I think I read the other day that Caleb Williams has literally taken four snaps in the fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's he's, six, taken, like, he's taken like 30 in the second half. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous what they're doing to teams. They're just demolishing teams. But what happens when they play a team? What happens when they play somebody who can actually play? The stats are incredible. The stats for Caleb Williams are off the charts. They're winning games. They've won three games already. San Jose State at home, 56-28. to Nevada at home, 66-14. to Stanford at home, 56-10. to This week they play at Arizona State. I don't really think we find out anything more about them, although at 10.30 at night on Fox, I'm definitely watching that. I like that Pac-12 has really backed off the Pac-12 network a little bit and mm-hmm. is putting their games on real channels that we can watch. USC, are they a contender or a pretender, Kevin? With Caleb Williams, you're a contender. I'm not going to rule you out when you have the Heisman returner. He's the Heisman favorite right now. In most matchups, you're going to be favored because you have him. It is a rough schedule. It's tough when you have to go to Notre Dame and you have to go to Oregon. Those are a couple of really tough games for them to get through without stumbling there. Utah, is Cam Rising going to be able to return and be 100%? Right now I have questions about what Utah is going to be able to do this year. They're good enough to make the playoff. If that's really, To be a contender, but when you get into the conversation of Florida State being able to compete with Georgia, I don't see USC being able to compete with your SEC champion, Georgia, with Texas right now. I don't have USC on that same level. They're a contender. They can make that top four. I wouldn't put them in my top one or two teams right now to win the national championship, but top four, they can get there. I've got them as a pretender. And and right now I have to have them as a pretender because I still don't like that defense. That 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 San Jose game was was close for a minute. You know it, it, that that defense has not played anybody. And some of those other teams in the Pac-12, you know they've they've just looked that Washington's looked like the more complete team than them. Uh, you know Utah has always been a thorn in their side. Notre Dame has looked like the more complete team than them. That's who you I'm know, concerned I, about I, on that schedule. So to South Bend, they play. You know, look, you're you're gonna go. They play Arizona State this week. We're not gonna find out anything more than uh, uh, about them this week. Um, or no, I'm sorry, they're off this week and play Arizona State next week. And then the week after that, they're gonna play Colorado at Colorado. Drink, drink. Twice. Twice, sorry. The, the Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, got to him. But they have a stretch, Kevin, where, look, if you can come out of this as a college football playoff team, then you're definitely a national championship contender. But I don't believe they come out of this with anything more than, you know, one or two losses. Listen to this stretch starting on October 14th at Notre Dame, home against Utah, a break at Cal, then home against Washington, at Oregon, home against UCLA. It's tough. That is a run. That's a that's a the Pac-12 is a rough run this year and it just if Caleb Williams has an off week, they lose. 
It, their, their defense isn't there, so I have well, you've them. You've convinced me. I'm with you. I have them in a year of parity that they are a pretender. With the Pac-12, when you bring up the strength of the Pac-12 this year, I'm not disrespecting that. I don't. They are not over, overrated. Those are very good teams. The SEC, people are, you point at the quarterback position. The most important position on the field looks like a weakness. We'll talk about Tennessee and their matchup with Florida when you're going to focus on the quarterbacks right there. The Pac-12, the quarterback play is that good. When so, you when you bring up that schedule, I don't see USC being able to run through that undefeated. That's going to be there a problem. Anybody? Okay, so let's. That's going to be a problem. That schedule. So let's just bunch that with any with everybody. Okay, is it, so. I know we're just going to do top ten, but if you reach into the top thirteen, you have Washington at eight, Utah at twelve, Oregon at thirteen. Are any of them contenders? If you want to talk about you're getting into a 16-team tournament at some point and can they knock people off and uh, going across conference, but not to get into a top four, they're going to beat each other up. They're I, going to have to run into each other. If Cam Rising does come back and he is close to 100%, you know what I think about Bo Nix. We're not even mentioning what if you run into Oregon State on a certain night, if you run into Washington State and it's their last chance to ruin one of those seasons, you know, some of that oh. magic college football happens at times. Like, the, how poetic those two teams playing each other for yeah. the conference championship well, or whatever. Washington, Washington State ruining Washington's perfect season. Because right. those are played on, are they still played on Thanksgiving weekend? I mean, yes. they were always played on Thanksgiving weekend. Civil War, they never call it that anymore. I call it that. I'm fine with it. There you go. Um, Oregon, Oregon State could be something that gets dicey. I think that Washington's the, the, the main contender if there is one there i think that washington's the main contender they've got the best defense out of that group they've got the best you know at worst the second best offense out of that group let me rephrase that at worst the second best defense out of that group behind utah at worst the second best offense out of that group behind usc but if you're right there with usc on offense and you're right there with utah on defense that puts you overall above the rest of the pac-12 teams so they're my only contender in the pac-12 right now as i see it big 10 big 10 is interesting let's Let's talk contender and pretender with, with the Big Ten, and let's just lump all those guys together. Because I think that's the easiest way to do it. Michigan, we said contender. They, they haven't looked fantastic, light the world on fire, but I've got them right with Georgia with the amount of talent that they've returned. We know who they are. They do feel the you same. Know, McNamara, Corum, you know, those guys are all back. But Ohio State and Penn State – where do you have those two teams as contender and pretender? The offensive skill players on Ohio State puts them in that contender conversation for me. The quarterback situation does weird me out a little bit. So McCord now, he was named the official starter. And for some reason, everybody says now he's going to be fine. He's no longer going to look over his shoulder. Mm -hmm. If he's bad, they're going to replace him. Yeah. Yeah. So he has you are like when they say that I disagree that that is going to lead to some complete change for this kid and his approach. If he is playing bad, they played Notre Dame in two weeks. Is Ohio State Notre Dame in two weeks? Uh, is it September thirtieth? That was on. Oh, okay, I didn't know if it was the twenty third or not. Oh no, it is the twenty third. That's so, that loaded week. Well, tune in next week. Holy if, crap! If things um, get wacky with the Hilltoppers this week and you're playing Notre Dame, you're going to win any way you can. 
Yeah. So McCord's got he he's got to step up and play very. He's not going to be allowed wiggle room. They're gonna unless the other kid Brown isn't what the, he's not going to be able to play at all for them. I don't know, but you're going to go with a guy who's going to give you a chance to win in that moment against Notre Dame. You have yeah. to win that game if you're Ohio State. But the receivers, the running backs they have are so good that if the quarterback is able to figure it out and just play at a B plus level. Ohio State is talented enough. They have the guys on that roster to yeah. compete. They have to beat Michigan when it counts. They have the guys on that roster to beat Michigan that weekend, get to the Big Ten Championship yeah. game, and get to the playoff. That is a program, I believe, in the players that they bring in, that they invest in. They're a contender. So I've got... Uh, you can't convince me otherwise. You talked to me out of USC. You're not going to be able to talk to me out I've of got Ohio them, State. I've got that full cop out. I've got them squarely on hold. It, it is just... Oh, you know, and, if that, and if that puts them as a, as a pretender at this point... I mean, It I've has got to. A, I've got a lean pretender over contender You're with us or against right us. Right now. Because... You know, I would agree with you. The skill, the skill positions are out of this world. You know, they might have the two, the first two receivers off the board. I think they're going to rue the day they didn't bring in Sam Hartman when they played Notre Dame, because that team with Sam Hartman is probably the national championship favorite with Sam Hartman slinging the slinging the ball around with those skill position players and a defense that looks improved. Travion also, Henderson, we forgot how good he is. I, right, because he was hurt last year. Right, he gets hurt last year. Travion Henderson. And then Mayon Williams starts running around. You're like, yeah. they got this dude too? He's so good. <laughs> we have to remember that you don't need – they don't need a home run. That's, Sam Hartman would have obviously been a fantastic quarterback for them, but they don't need the quarterback to throw five touchdowns and throw for 350 yards. That does not need to be the recipe for Ohio State this year because Travion Henderson, if – he is a healthy kid who can now go what we saw him do pre-injury. That kid's good. He's talented enough that, that he can win them games. Not the quarterback. But can their defense win them games? Their defense has played lights out so far. Their defense right. is ranked like number four in the country right now or something like That's that. That's pretty good. I mean, they, they, they've given up – they gave up three to Indiana and seven to Youngstown State. But they've played Indiana and Youngstown State. You know State, what I love? Right. Quick aside – the fact that Steel Chambers, like this is a kid you watch come in as a running back there, and it's gonna when he's gone, you're gonna miss this kid. It's like when you watch Roshan Johnson at Texas, yeah, and you see that nowadays so many guys switch schools, and that's the conversation that you see. And so when you can find some other things that happen where guys stayed with a program, like mm-hmm. that running the kid gets beat out at quarterback, becomes a running back, and makes it to the NFL as a running back. This is Roshan just, Johnson. Yes, that you're talking about and yep. backed up Bijan like. He wasn't even the starting running back. The kid was trying to be the quarterback. Ends I saw up as he, a, got, he got carries in his NFL yeah. game the other day. And then t- to have Steel Chambers, who comes in as a highly touted running back recruit and yep. beats out, gets beat out by guys in his own class, then other kids come in, and he's falling down the depth chart. They flip him to linebacker, and now he's your starting yep. linebacker, leads the team in tackles. That's a kid you're going to root for when you watch Ohio State. Had this same conversation the other day with somebody about Marlo Wax. Marlo Wax is a linebacker for Syracuse University who did the same thing. Came in as a running back. You could maybe want to leave Syracuse University and, and go play running back somewhere else. You're stuck behind Sean Tucker, who's an NFL back, and then they bring in this the next best thing in LaQuinn uh, Allen. And he says, no, nah, I'm going to stick around and play linebacker. He could hang on to an NFL team as a linebacker, maybe a special teamer, maybe something like that. But he has made himself some money 
by playing linebacker and switching over to linebacker. He's the heartbeat of a defense. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I love stories like that. And this transfer, transfer you, you know, kind of, oh, did I just say Dion again when I said no, transfer you? Is, oh, yeah. is, is that, no, that's that not on the taboo card. Is that count that's not on it? No. Is that, ah, well, I, I said it, well, I said it afterwards. So, I mean, that probably brings us to our to our second beer That because I keep on saying that the, the taboo, the taboo words. Um, Kevin, while you're grabbing that second beer, I just want to give a little a little love to our brand new sponsor who is, I mean, this is fantastic. I just bought one. They're freaking awesome. They're incredible. You can put them in your pool. You can have them at the beach. You can have them right next to you. You know, like if you're tired of lugging around those heavy old folding tables, looking for a spot to set down your drink, bending over to get the taco dip during your tailgate adventures or beach outings, you need to know about our friends at Game Changer Goods who have something that is, uh, well, an absolute game changer. They have brought out the Clark Bar which is a portable wood table that's designed to make your life easier and more fun. Whether you're chilling at the beach, enjoying a tailgate, or just lounging in your backyard, the Clark Bar has you covered. It's not just any table. It is your go-to solution for all your height needs. Want it at the beach height to keep your book and drink out of the sand? Done. How about a chair height by the fire? You got it. Cocktail height? Yup. It does that too. The best part, these tables are handmade with care, ensuring top-notch quality that lasts. And the tabletops can be fully customized with your favorite sports team logo, phrase, or any design that you want on it. So no matter where your adventures take you, Game Changer Goods Clark Bar will be your trusty sidekick. Say goodbye to large, unwieldy tables and hello to more enjoyable, stress-free outings. Visit GameChangerGoods.com. GameChangerGoods.com today and get your own Clark Bar. It's time to elevate your game day experience, Kevin. Did you say you said something about taco dip? So I, I was I thought what you were gonna say was so you showed me the picture of these tables before and the ones you were showing me were tables in the pool. So I was like, are you gonna advertise that people are gonna see me eating taco dip in a pool? I'm picturing my poor neighbors looking out their windows, being like, not only am I having to watch this guy in the pool swim. Now he's in the pool swimming and eating taco dip, getting it in the beard and all over. I just, my neighbor's like, is this, what is going yeah, on? This guy, he seems, he seems like he exercises and cares about himself, but now he's eating taco dip in the pool. Yeah, no, bathing suit, <laughs> just in a bathing suit eating taco dip. Oh, you have not a bathing a good, suit on. Well, if I'm in the pool, what, what am I wearing in the pool? Uh, well, regardless, that's even worse. Yeah. I was at least, yeah. If I am, if I'm in a bathing suit... <laughs> eating taco dip not a good look many most people a taco dip's a great look though yeah. is there anything better than that like layered taco dip i love the fact that they put the shredded lettuce just put over a shirt top on. of it like and just, just put, like, yeah, it's hey good. it's healthier there's on. lettuce on top of it's it it's true yeah no okay. that's good these, product though these tables though man i just got one and i freaking love it it is spectacular clark does a great job clark by the way clark bar Clark Bar, big friend of the program. My man played offensive line for Middlebury in, uh, in Vermont back in the day. Oh, go Panthers. So, obviously, this dude knows how to party. So Go Panthers. You know, this guy This guy knows. That's a cool campus. Knows what a table is all about. Our two drink minimum, which were, it's a minimum, not a maximum, right? 
That's so how that works. Two drink minimum. That's what. Okay, you're the math major. That's how that works. We have uh, an Ithaca Beer Company Flower Power. Uh, mm. Back to, back to the roots. One of the that's one of the OGs on the on the craft beer scene. Uh, it's delicious. It holds up. It it holds up. It holds up. That's why it's still around. Holds up after a new brewer too, I believe. Um, Kevin, the when you look at the contenders and pretenders, I know that we kind of bunched the Pac-12 together and the Big Ten together. Um, and I don't want to skip, leave over, State, I don't want to skip over Penn State here. I was just, I was just about to say, I yeah. don't want to skip over Pumped Penn State here. So let's, let's touch on Penn State, but then I want to talk about the SEC West for a second. I'd but love to. Penn State, when I look at that team, that's a complete team right there. I, I, I like Penn State a lot, and I am... I, I've got friends that are Penn State fans, and I'm always like, yeah, Penn State, you know, that they look good, like two thumbs up, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, eh, they don't really have a quarterback, or eh, they don't really have this or that. This year, I don't have that feeling in the back of my head, actually. This year, when I look at Penn State, I'm saying, that's a that's a defensive dogs that is, they're going to get after you. They might have as good of a defense as Michigan. They might have as good, if not better, of a defense than Ohio State. Drew Allaire looks like the real deal. Their running backs look, you know, possibly as good as that backfield in Ohio State. The only thing that may be holding them back is that wide receiver room is is good, young, good. Is Are they enough? I don't know. But how do you feel about Penn State when you take a look at that team? Is that a contender or a pretender? Penn State's absolutely a contender. That is a team that – that's the quarterback he's – shown to me that he's good enough for them to win games. We have questions at Ohio State. We we know what Michigan is, so it is tough. You have to play both of them. But Penn State having to go to Ohio State, that's not something I just automatically circle as a W for Ohio State. That Penn State team is going to go there, and they're going to be able to beat Ohio State. We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks, but when those two teams run into each other, that's not a slam dunk. Ohio State wins that game. And then yeah. they play Michigan at home. If I could pick games to go to this year, that's sneaking into that top tier of games when Penn State hosts Michigan. Because I see Penn State going to Ohio State and winning and then being able to host Michigan. Those three teams this year are very close. There is not a big gap between those three teams. Yeah, I mean, and... and... Ohio State's going to get some time to figure it out. But if Penn State played Michigan State have Notre this Dame weekend, if Penn State played Michigan, I'm just talking about when they go up against Penn State. If they okay, played yeah. if they played Penn State this weekend, I am absolutely picking Penn State. There's 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 no doubt in my okay, mind yeah. I'm picking Penn State. Yep. Now, they've got some time to figure it out. Uh, you know, but we're forgetting th- that Drew Allaire is also going to figure Allaire. out more. Is it Allaire? Allaire? Allaire I think it's Allaire, Allaire right? Yeah. Allaire, Allaire, Allaire. Yeah. Is it Allure? No, Allaire. He's an Allure. He's an Allure. Yeah. It, he's got some time to figure it out. This is a brand new starter himself. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been there the he same the amount part, of though. time as the McCord kid. So he's McC- given, have he given you any questions? He's given me no questions. No questions. No. But, but I think when you take a look at McCord, you go... He doesn't have it figured out, but give him some time and he will figure it out. Alaire, you go, oh, he looks the part, he's good. What if that dude figures it out even more? You, right. you know what I mean? It's, College football it's, doesn't really allow you to figure it out, it's though. This, it's, it's this assumption that because Alaire looks good, that's how good he is. But because McCord looks bad, he's just scratching the surface and well, could be so much better. The bar is so high. To, like, here's the thing. 
at Ohio State, the quarterback bar is way different than at Penn State. Mm-hmm. You know, McSorley, Clifford, people wanted Clifford replaced all the time. Will Levis left. Yeah. Oh, man, we're heartbroken. So the bar is totally different at those Nobody two places. Nobody liked Will Levis. <laughs> nobody liked Will Levis. I when don't he was know. There. Over Sean Clifford? Yeah. I, ooh, no, nobody, I disagree with nobody that. Nobody liked Will Levis when he was there. He got to Kentucky. Had some good seasons at Kentucky, and everybody at Penn Pretty State. Pretty sure I heard some people in the parking like lot in Happy <laughs> Valley screaming about why Will Levis wasn't playing over Sean Clifford. The, Pretty certain I've been. That's a first-hand account of a post-game okay, okay. situation. That was after okay, a win. Okay. That was after a win by Sean Clifford. It's coming off a win against the, Michigan. The Red Rocket could win. What is it about gingers? You know, like. Andy Dalton, people in Cincinnati, like, ran him out on a rail. The dude was, like, their best quarterback in years. Um, I've got Penn State as a contender. I I have Penn State as a contender over Ohio State right now. They've shown me more. It's going to be interesting when you see Penn State, you know, uh, this weekend. They're going to play Illinois. We're going to get to that game when we pick, when we do our picks. Their schedule is... You know, it is also very interesting. I mean, you could in pick that, that now, right? I, I've got it's I've, fourteen and a half. Uh, I've got them covering that. Is it fourteen and a half? I didn't even think it was that big. No. It, it, don't give it away. Don't don't give away for free what you uh, could uh, make somebody. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pick it right now? We can pick that game right now. You Penn look, State runs away with that game. You look that up while I while I look at this because their schedule they're going to play. Uh, home versus Iowa next week, which right. is part of that September yeah, 23rd. and a half this morning. September 23rd loaded slate. And then October 21st, they're going to play at Ohio State. They, If they win those two games, they're favored by two to three touchdowns in all the rest of their games, and I think they're good enough to win all those games. So that leaves number two, Michigan. They're a team, depending on what shakes out with the rest of the league, they're a team that could actually lose the Michigan game as long as it's not horrible and still make the college football playoff, much like Ohio State did last year. And if they get into the college football playoff, they're a team that could that they could win it. Whose schedule would you rather have for the rest of the year? Penn State's or USC's? Penn State's. Okay. Penn State's. I mean You'd rather have to play Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. Two of the top five ish yeah. teams. Yeah, I'd rather have than that the big than the than the Pac twelve teams out there. Yeah. What about you? Ohio State, Michigan are so good. To have to play instead you're gonna have to play Washington and Oregon. I'd rather have to play the Big Twelve teams. But you've got a spit and chance if you just split. But if I'm Penn State, I'm not USC, I'm Penn State you... and I've got to go play a schedule. I could go out to the Pac-12 yeah. and give me the Penn State team against those Pac-12 teams. I like it. I'll ride with that group. Well, they're going to get Ohio to play. Ohio State and Michigan. Mm. They're going to get the best of both worlds next year. Yeah, good point. <laughs> That's true. I'll just hold when on to that. they play the Pac-12 right. schedule and the Big Ten schedule okay, well, at the same time. Right, we'll see if I'm right. So, um, so I've got them as a contender. The SEC is interesting because as we start to get into these SEC teams, um, I, I, I think the focus is we've talked about Georgia – Obviously, Tennessee is a team that you've got to stick in there and, and talk about it a little bit. But whoever wins the SEC West has got a chance, right? You know what I mean? If you come out of the SEC West, you have the opportunity in the SEC championship game to beat the Beast of the East, which 
If it's Tennessee, then that means they probably went undefeated. It's probably going to be Georgia, which means they're the team that went cover to cover, number one, and then you beat them in the SEC championship game. So these teams out in the SEC West, where you talk about your Texas A&M has a loss, Alabama has a loss, um, LSU has a loss. None of them have a conference loss, mind you. Which Your is, top three which teams have losses. Which is important. Right. None of them have a conference loss, mm-hmm. mind you. So that doesn't put them behind Old Miss. And then you have your Old Miss. Throw in Mississippi State if you want to. I don't really throw in Mississippi State. No. But they could be a thorn in somebody's side. But when you look at those teams... Are any of those teams contenders when you look at the SEC West? Because if you win the West and you win the SEC championship, you're in the college football playoff. I look at LSU as still a contender out of that group. If, I had, to pick, if I had to pick one that's team out of the SEC West, who am I yeah. picking to? You're Snoop. That's the horse. You're Snoop, and there you're Dre. That, okay. That's the horse that I'm going to take in this race moving forward is LSU. I'm not just bailing on them after one game against Florida State. That game, it seemed early on like they were going to be even. Florida State doing what they did shocked me. That's one of the most surprising wins up there with Miami beating Texas A&M. Like, go back and watch that. It was a little closer than the score indicated for three quarters there. But what Florida State did to LSU was probably the most surprising thing I've seen this year. I believe in the LSU team. Brian Kelly's going to have these guys ready to go. They're going to bounce back. That's the team I would take as a contender out of that group. You could see a two-loss team get into the playoff out of the SEC West. If it's going to come out of anywhere this year, it would be LSU or Alabama, one of those two teams. It would be LSU if anyone. If you would lose again, get to the championship, beat an undefeated Georgia, you might be able to find yourself in there. But LSU, I could see them running the table and then getting to face Georgia in that conference championship game. I've got Alabama. I, it, I, I'm still a believer in Alabama. Maybe it's just the, the, the stinginess where you just can't get the legend of Nick Saban off of, in the recency bias, uh, you know, off of your plate. But I've still got Alabama. I, if you if you watched that game, if you recall, I mean, they took a lead at the end of the third quarter, and it took a great effort by Quinn Ewers at the end of that game. Milrow is still finding his way. I didn't love the play calling for Milrow. I would I would have liked to see them them run the ball some more, run the ball with their backs with McClellan, run the ball some designed runs for Milrow more, some you know roll them out and let them throw, yeah, almost almost like a like a Auburn offense when they had Cam Newton back there kind of thing. Milrow throws a good deep ball, but they were asking him to sort of dink and dunk. I, I, I didn't love the game plan in that ten, in that Texas game. And I think what we'll find out is that Texas is a very good team. Texas will win the Big 12. And then Alabama's sitting there. Can you win the rest of your games? Alabama plays Old Miss tomorrow. Who you got? I, I, I think you probably got Alabama. I think like 10 days they see each other. Yeah, and, and all of these games are going to happen. Yeah. You know, but like if they happen tomorrow, who? I mean, you got Texas A&M. You got to have Alabama. You I like Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Alabama tomorrow. I'm not just uh, super confident I'm taking Alabama there. Because of the offense? Because of... Because of the, the, I like the, what Ole Miss the, says. The I feel like those kids—they're not—they're not—they don't look at Alabama and they don't—they aren't intimidated by Alabama. Lane Kiffin brings an attitude with 
those those kids with Dart and Judkins. Yeah. Ole Miss is going to come to Tuscaloosa in two weeks. Like Texas just came yeah. here and won. Ole Miss is going to come in there completely confident. That's a dangerous team for Alabama. Who has to go on the road this well, week? It's definitely it's definitely a dangerous it's definitely a dangerous opponent for Alabama. It, they seem to be a thorn in the side, you know, like the the Lane Kiffin type offenses that he likes to run seem to be a thorn in the side of Alabama. And what's I like you know, that Ole Miss team. And what's funny is that you know Old Miss to me, Old Miss is one of those teams who ninety five percent of college football teams would love to be old miss they're consistently going to be at minimum seven and five and when they catch lightning in a bottle they're going to be ten and two you know they're not a team that's really built to play for the national championship they might make that college football playoff championship when it expands right, a yeah. little bit you know but but they're 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 a team like Louisville used to be, mm-hmm. you know. Like remember when Louisville had Lamar, and and, and you were like, and they oh, had, yeah. and they had Brom before they had Lamar, and you were just like, this is a team that's that that can consistently go seven and five, and and then they have those magical seasons where they go ten and two and make a New Year's Six bowl or something like Syracuse used to be, basically. Um, you know, so that's what I see Old Miss. So they can be a thorn in somebody's side. I don't see them as a contender. Texas A&M is a disaster. I just can't wrap my head around how things have gone so wrong yeah, for Jimbo Fisher. They but have the ball. It's, yeah, it's, with three minutes to go in the third quarter, they have the ball down five. Like when Against you back, Miami. Miami, who all but Miami, all of a sudden they're like, Miami's back, they're a good team. But Texas A&M, if you go back and watch that game, they're sitting there in a game where they have the ball within a score, and then on third and one, the kid fumbles. Mm-hmm. It's third and one. The kid from Miami makes a phenomenal play, pops the ball out. Miami gets it a few plays later. It's a touchdown. But that's one of those small little plays that just flipped that game where now Jimbo Fisher, should he get fired? And you question all these decisions. That Texas A&M team, maybe I just I liked them going into the season, so I guess I'm still going to stick yeah, with them right now. Stick it out. He's going to stick it out. But Alabama has to go and play Texas A&M at a point. It's still early enough that it's October 7th, so it's still early enough in the season that A&M is relevant and they – are going to be in that competitive mode. If that's later on and now you're 500-ish, are guys hurt or guys sitting out? It's going to just be one of those strange dynamics that happen now as guys consider leaving your school all the time. I don't have A&M as a contender. They're not a team that can get back in the picture. They're a thorny team. They're a thorn in your side. I mean, I'm with you, though. I think that out of that grouping, LSU and Alabama are the two teams that you can look at as a contender. You know, I've got... LSU is the pretender. Alabama is the okay. contender. We're going to find out. What week are we going to find out? What week are we going to find oh, out which one of those teams? Um, you find that, and you know what? I'll find I'll find that. Because oh, I'm going to pose to you the Notre Dame question. Notre Dame is such a fascinating team because every year we November get, 4th. Every year, that's November 4th? In Alabama. Oh, that's going to be this, I mean, the schedule, the parody in college football this year is great, and the fact that the Pac-12 is going to give us just two great games pretty much every single week, 
the SEC is going to give us at least one, if not two, maybe are coming, three Dan. great games. This is not it's, a this is not a year where you're going to have three so fun. Three 12 and 0, 13 and 0 teams making the playoff. El yeah, Nino is happening. That's why I the wish the L's you, are coming. That's why I wish you'd have the nuts to say that a few teams are pretenders. You got everybody being contenders right now. Is it, so well, yeah. You're, I, so I, you're I, do, saying, I do agree they're so, contenders because L's are happening. That's why there more teams are contenders because this year people are going to beat each other and you don't. Typically, every single year in college football, rule one is win every game. Yeah. That's what you have to do in college football. This is one of those years that we're seeing yeah, the impact actually... of the transfer portal, the quarterback play being spread out the way it is, has elevated the game of all of these programs where typically Michael Penix is still at Indiana. Big Penix with, energy. He's at, he's at Indiana with a, a weak team around him, but it was never in your mind to go and hop over to Washington and play there. That's not the setup of these teams. But now the fact that all these kids are bouncing around there's going. There's good enough quarterbacks. It's harder and hard. Like Syracuse is playing Hudson Card, and you're favored by a couple points at his place. But that's the point of this exercise: is having the clairvoyance. I don't to exercise. Say, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you exercise more than I do, which I've exercised the last two days, which allows me to have a two drink minimum, maybe even a three. Uh, um, I love the logic. The- <laughs> Yeah, I fasted right. today so I yeah. can have 17 beers. Skipped breakfast <laughs> on the way to the beach. You know, like, oh, I want to look good today. <laughs> um, the You have to have the clairvoyance to say that this is going to happen, that's not going to happen, and this guy's a pretender and this guy's a contender. We're talking about what's going to be at the end of the season. Well, we only so hit the top say, like eight or nine. If you say everybody's going to have losses, then everybody's a contender. Is there anybody outside the top eight or nine that's a contender? Evan. Oh, outside the top eight or nine, no, now you're starting to fade pretty deep. I, I I went away from the rankings. If you still have them there. Well, I know you love K-State. Tell me about K-State. No, are, Kansas are State, they, that, that's... The, are they the, a team? That, are they a thorn in the side or okay, are they so a contender? The, you're right. The Big 12, a team that's sitting way outside there, Oklahoma is sitting there at 19. Everyone is buying into Texas at this point. So you need somebody in front of you. If you're going to make a jump, you want me to pull somebody from way back. Because I don't look at teams like Oregon State or Kansas State as being contenders. Kansas State's a very good team. They have to play Missouri this week. And we can when we talk about games we'll watch, we'll get into that game. But Kansas State is not good TCU enough. TCU pulled back from way back. I mean, Kansas State's not good enough to be a contender. But Colorado... Um, oh, I got to drink because I'm look, if you look at if you look at teams that have to you have to have a if you're way back you have to have some opportunities in front of you, and Oklahoma is a program that has that opportunity to get into the mix when they play they play Columbus Day weekend, I think it's Columbus Day weekend that they play Texas early enough that you win that game you jump way up and then you just start the rest of the Big Twelve doesn't intimidate me a lot so if I'm gonna pick a team from. Yeah. Way back, they could get in the mix. Give me Oklahoma. Well, the nice thing about Oklahoma that's fantastic, right, is that Oklahoma gets credit, right? I mean, essentially, they get credit for Texas beating Alabama. They didn't even need to beat Alabama. They just get credit for Texas beating Alabama. Transitive property. If 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 they beat Texas, they beat Alabama. Whoa. But do you know what I'm saying, though? Was that a math math If A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C kind of idea. 100%. So the fact that they beat... That all equals 100. No, but this is a very good point that you just made. But absolutely, they get get a 
free win against Alabama, even though they didn't beat Alabama. Correct. That's a great point. So now you have they that, beat Texas, yeah, in the bag. and yeah. they're not even playing Texas at home or on the road. They're playing Texas neutral field. You go, oh, okay. I want to play, go to that game. They so play bad. Texas neutral field. You make it happen. You make it happen. They've got great. a the, the, the Big 12's got the best officiating in college football right now. They've got the best. That's what most people are saying, yeah. The best, the best. That's a conference that gets best, it, though. Yeah, I mean that's that's the conference that that just they bring in the best people to you know to 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 officiate and to run their officiating crews and the whole and conference. Yeah, just great. They're great. Yes, I'm with you. So, but I mean, I see I see that conference as one that's going to offer you a lot of opportunities to get quality wins, even if they're not marquee wins, and then your Oklahoma. To your point, there's only two teams from that. Con- or I get Kansas State would be the third team there. You got three teams that could be in the mix if they're able to yep. go undefeated. You have to go yep. undefeated if you are Oklahoma or if you are Kansas yeah. State. Well, Kansas is going to sneak into the top 25, so that's going to give you another quality win. Cincinnati's actually looked better than advertised with like randomly Emory Jones playing well, so that's going to give you a decent win. You don't have you don't have real bad, bad teams in the Big 12. You have not real, real good teams in the Big 12. So, I mean, back to your question that you asked me before. If you are Oklahoma, would you rather have Oklahoma schedule or would you rather have USC schedule? Oklahoma's. Yeah. Give me the Big 12 schedule this year. Yeah, I mean, even though it's basically a one and done. If you win against Texas, you're in the mix. It's the Michigan-Ohio State conversation most years. If you lose against Texas, you're out. Right. That's the stakes of that game. That's how, but that's why that was the benefit we have seen. Can Texas lose to Oklahoma and still be in? If you lose to Oklahoma and win the big, yep. Last year you saw the Big Twelve. You saw TCU not even win the Big Twelve championship and get in. Oh, that's right. So the fact that you're Texas with an Alabama win on your resume, you're feeling really good about. I can go. I can be a one-loss Texas team, regardless of where it happens, and get in. That's how you feel about that Alabama win if you're Texas. I like that. You're undefeated going to the Big Twelve championship game, and you lose the Big Twelve championship game to Kansas State. Last year, people like cool Kansas State. Most people wouldn't know that Kansas State won the Big 12 last year. Because we watched, last thing we saw was TCU being sacrificed to the gods of college football <laughs> in that championship game. That's the last thing the we lamb. saw. The that was, lamb. That was the final thing that we saw. So now, when you get to the Big 12, Texas is the team that I see winning that league no matter what. I don't know how you feel if you feel like there's any opportunity for a different program there. I see what you got in your hand there. Texas Tech, we haven't talked about yet. But that is a team you've mentioned thorns and sides on those. Yeah, I mean they have resumes as we wander into the Big Big Twelve country right here. They haven't won yet, but still they look like a team that could ruin. Trying to connect it to the pirate, they could still ruin somebody's season. Oh, we'll get to this pirate water. That is going to be the three drink minimum. I'm going to pour the rest of this uh, little flower power here that we have right now. So we made it through the contenders pretenders. I think let's make some picks. You know, we we didn't touch on Notre Dame, but I think we touched on Notre Dame as we talked about. Forgot how we got off Notre Dame as we talked about USC and as we talked about Ohio State. I think it's clear that that team's a contender. They look complete. They have. Maybe one of the five best quarterbacks in the country. And I'm not talking like 
toolsy NFL draft picks. I'm talking dudes that can win games right now as a college quarterback. He's in that conversation as a top five guy. You have him, and you have a, a good defense, a nasty defensive coordinator. They've looked complete. They look like they're ready to compete. Uh, they've got to be in that contender um, world. But even if they're not in that contender world, dang it, man, they're in that world of this team is going to play in so many games I'm going to watch. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I will watch probably seven of their remaining eight games. You know, I mean, they play, they, they play everybody. It's great. It's that, great. Their that, schedule is great. That's why they're in the pretender for me. Notre Dame is not good enough to run the table. They do not have the conference championship game, which does hurt you. For some of those teams, like Texas, like LSU, like Alabama, the fact that you have that opportunity sitting out there, Clemson, you know that if you're Clemson, yeah, we lost to Duke, but if we go and beat Florida State twice, we can get into that playoff. We're not out of it. Maybe Miami does run the table, and Miami has this win over an SEC school, and they look great. Clemson's not out of it because of that conference championship game. Notre Dame having to play the schedule they do. They have a stretch coming up, Dan, where they play Ohio State at Duke, at Louisville, USC, and then you still have Clemson hanging out there. Mm-hmm. That is, that's mm-hmm. a really tough schedule where mm-hmm. you have to beat every one of those teams. Sam Hartman is an improvement at quarterback. Estime is a very good running back. The Notre Dame defense is a good defense, but I feel like they lost a couple guys to the NFL that were impact players that they do not have anymore. Notre Dame is right outside that group of the top four. They are going to stumble once or twice here. They're going to scare a couple of fan bases. I would not want to have to play them if my job is to run the table. That That's going to be a tough L, but teams are going to be a, a Clemson team, USC I like those teams to beat Notre Dame this year. See, and and I, I, I here's where I, I've got to disagree with you there because typically speaking, that Notre Dame team doesn't have the conference championship game to get through to, to, to make that exclamation point. But they've actually got enough games on their schedule this year that are going to accentuate the, the, the team that they are, right? So you're going to get to play Ohio State, a Big Ten contender. You're going to get to play Duke and Clemson, ACC but contenders. But beating Clemson hurts you're them. You're going to get to play. Now they've got a two-loss Clemson and might not even make the conference. Well, it's going to hurt gonna, them, actually, well, to beat Clemson. No, it doesn't hurt you at all because all of these teams we disrespect still, Clemson. All of these teams can still make their conference championship game because losing to you doesn't affect them in their conference championship how game does the, but how does that? How does the ACC, what are they doing, top two? Are they doing top two CFP-ranked teams? How are they doing their... No, I thought they were doing top two ACC teams. But how do they do? Like, how are they deciding who the top two teams are? Records, I thought. I mean, just right there, I didn't know if it was CFP record. related. So, I mean, you're gonna get. They actually have a good enough schedule this year with Clemson, Duke, and Ohio State. They already beat NC State. They've got a good enough schedule this year that if they run the table, they could win. The team that scares me the most is obviously Ohio State, and they catch Ohio State early, which may be bad for Ohio State. Because Hartman's better than McCord, and it's not even close. And if and if they get down, it, it, do you trust McCord to bring you back? I know that it's at Ohio State, but 
we'll, we'll see what happens there. Kevin, let's make some picks. Let's All get, right. Let's get some. Woo. That, that clap comes through nicely on here. College football fans don't have to apologize for weekends where we don't have the heavyweight prize fights. But I feel like they do sometimes. I feel like just because it doesn't have the marquee matchups, oh, that they have to apologize. It's crazy if you ask me. For the schedule that they have, that it doesn't deliver your heavyweight bout. But there are some great games if we want to get into the schedule. Right at noon, too. Right away Saturday. That's what's weird about this weekend is it's not all these late-night games. At noon, there's games that you want to be watching. Do you want to point to the games that were fantastic in the NFL last week? I mean, I didn't really see any. Which which ones were they? It was a blur. Which so. games in the NFL were great? I mean, the Bills game was great. Other than that, who was there? Who was there? Yeah, I was flipping through a bunch from it. It's it's blurry to me. Saturday is most of my focus. Sunday was blurry. And this Saturday, it starts right at noon. You don't have to wait for games that you're going to want to tune into. Florida State and Penn State are both. We already talked about the Penn State game. Those are two of your higher-ranked teams. They have to go on the road to conference teams early on. They're heavy favorites. Both those teams win convincingly, not games that I'm concerned don't, about. Don't really find myself even tuning Florida into. State. I'd be don't surprised. Don't care Florida State. Florida either, State, don't care. Either game, I'm surprised if I'm watching. They're going to smoke BC. Okay. Even though they have to play Clemson the following week, we're fine. We travel up there. No, no trap. We're good to go. No trap. Okay, but that's, you can go deeper at noon because now we have LSU is playing at Mississippi State. That's noon. That's your ESPN game. You know I'm a fan of this LSU team. Let's talk about this game for a second. For for no other reason than we have the uh, Barstool Sports Pirate Water here. Mississippi State. Have, have you had this pirate water? I you know, have not. Look, you know here at the Two Drink Minimum, we love the pirate. We were, were such big pirate fans. Um Mike Leach gave us sound bites that we played on this program. He gave us, you know, marquee games, wins, unexpected wins, unexpected losses. Everywhere he went, he was just, uh, you know, a, a, a show to behold, a coach to behold. Uh, college football will miss him. This program will miss him. Uh, we're sad that he's no longer with us. This Mississippi State team that we're about to talk about has a new head coach. And in honor of that, as we talk about it, we have decided to pull from the darkest corners of the world, because I've never even heard of it, Kevin pulled out a Barstool Sports Pirate Water, which is apparently a malt beverage, which is not even a beer, but we're going to drink it anyways, because, uh, because we love the Pirate that much. R.I.P., uh, love you, Mike Leach. Rest in peace. Let's talk about Mississippi State LSU, which is, you know, it's only a nine and a half point spread. It's being played at Mississippi State with the cowbells going. It's going to be nuts. What do you got? It's a weird Mississippi State team this year. You mentioned Mike Leach. We're used to a team that's going to lead the country in pass attempts. And finish. What color is that? Mike, Mike Leach would not be down with a pink drink. Quick timeout. Okay, quick, quick timeout. Go ahead. Wow. Go, go. It's pink. Oh, it's pink. Okay. All right, we got to recover here. This Mississippi State team, it's not your traditional team, at least what they've shown with Zach Arnett the first couple of weeks. It would be a pretty cool twist if they were just pretending like they're not going to throw the ball 60 times a game 
and they come out and they throw the ball 20 times a game like they did the last two weeks. But this is not your Mike Leach team. They're not going to come out and they, and just try to trust Rodgers to throw yeah. the ball around the field. It's not what you're going to yeah. see. LSU minus 9.5. I'll take LSU on the road here to win big. Mississippi State was picked to finish last in the SEC West going into the season. That's how it's going to end up for them, unfortunately, this year. They want to try to run the ball. I saw Florida State be able to throw it all over LSU. Mississippi State's trying to be a little more balanced. Okay, we'll see how that plays out. LSU, that early kick on the road, I'm okay with that. Give me them winning by two touchdowns. I don't totally understand it, to be honest with you. You know, I don't totally understand what Mississippi State's trying to do. I, I Are they holding something back? Are they keeping something back? They got something up their sleeve. Because Will Rogers might be the best quarterback in the SEC. And, and I, I don't think that that's overblown. Jaden Daniels, you like I, him it, better than him? I, he's a better thrower than Jaden Daniels. I know that much. It, it, you know, I mean, and so is it, this is going to be an emotional game for Mississippi State. It's the first SEC game since, um, you know, the passing of Mike Leach. This is going to be that that packed house that frenzy and if stuff goes wrong and Jaden Daniels is prone to have stuff go wrong I mean he had a great season last year where he didn't turn the ball over but the knock on him at Arizona State was that he did turn the ball over and he turned the ball over at a at a, at a Josh Allen pace yes oh, oh, sorry too soon too soon too soon, too soon. <laughs> yeah and it hurts me too um and and, and so I don't, I don't love this spread. I think LSU pulls off this game. I think it's really good, and I think that Mississippi State covers because Will Rogers is good. Mississippi State's got some skill players out on the edges, and until I see, well, until I see LSU be dominant, which we really didn't see last year. Even last year when they were winning, they won close games. So this is not a team that's built to just dominate people. I like Mississippi State to cover this game. I like LSU to win. And uh, there you go. Nine and a half is just too much for me. I think Will Rogers is the best quarterback in the SEC. The final game at noon, Kansas State playing at Missouri. If I'm picking one game to tune into at the beginning, this is the one at the beginning to see how Kansas State looks on the road. Missouri picked to finish 10th in the SEC going into the season. Kansas State picked to finish 3rd in the Big 12 going into the season. So when you look at those two teams, is it's only a 5 or 6 point spread that you could find going into this game here. It, I think the gap is much larger between Kansas State and Missouri. Like the quarterback we're going to see at Kansas State, they've got some pieces there that the Brooks kid is kind of filling in with what Vaughn was doing Kansas State is a very good team. I, I, we just disrespect Kansas State when we look at them in the Big 12. It was always Texas, Oklahoma, but that is a team with a good coach coming off of a Big 12 championship that is going to be able to go to Missouri and take care of that team. Missouri does not scare me. If you're going to watch this game early on, it is interesting. Missouri has a five-star wide receiver. You wouldn't expect it. You look at the SEC and think all the superstars are on Alabama and Georgia and those teams. But Missouri does bring with them a five-star wide receiver, sophomore there. But Kansas State, minus five and a half there, something like that. I love them there. We watched them early. 
and then it'll get tight in some of those other games a little later on. But early on, Kansas State, Missouri is my focus. Yeah, I mean, the, the bigger question for me with Kansas State is where Chris Kleiman is coaching next year or the year after oh, that. I mean, he'd leave there? I, you know, he is... He's better than that job? Someone takes him? He's fantastic. I mean, he, he just, he, he wins and he wins and he wins. Like, this is a guy, it's, it's not somebody that came up through the ranks of um you know played for a or coach for a small college a uh, 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 group five team or whatever it's a guy that was winning championships in you know the bowl championship series it's a guy that was winning championships everywhere he went high school everywhere he's gone he's won championships won a championship last year in the big 12 like this guy just wins championships so how long is it going to be before somebody picks him up i love him as a coach I like this Kansas State team. They are not a contender for me, as we talked about before, but they're a thorn in somebody's side, and Missouri is just not good enough to keep up with them. I'm surprised by this spread that it's only four. I actually look oh, at this. Oh, you see four? Ooh. Okay. I, I see four right wow. now with, with yeah. what I'm looking at. If it's five, I'm surprised at that, too. I look at that as free money. I like Kansas State right there. Uh, they're just they're, they're, they're too good for, for Missouri. That is <laughs> right. Um, you know, one of the underrated games that I look at this week, Kevin, it, it might include one of the most underrated teams that nobody ever talks about. And look, they're not a national championship contender. They're not a team that's going to be 10 and two every year, but they're a team that's good every year. And that is this Minnesota UNC game. Minnesota's going to come into UNC, row that fricking boat, and do what they do and play at UNC. Drake May has been good, not great. So far, he's looked like an NFL player wrapped in a game manager's body. So what happens when... <laughs> what? when yeah, I mean, seriously, like, look at his numbers, man. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, you, you know he's an NFL guy. You know he's fantastic, but his numbers are like... Two touchdowns with a rushing touchdown and an interception. Like it, 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 he's he's done not much, you know. And, and so is this Minnesota game the game that they turn it on? They're favored by seven and a half against this Minnesota team, who is prickly. What do you think here? I, I'm not a roll the boat guy. I've now you can go back and listen. Go no, back I, a few I, years. I've I've never been a role. I I think it's dumb. I, I feel bad. I feel, I feel bad because it has a heartfelt message behind it. I, I, love, that that's, I love that that's the analysis. I think it's dumb. I don't know. Like I, I get like it's a it's a nice story. It involves his family, so I do like I get that. That that with the tie, it doesn't work for me. It feels gimmicky. Okay, I I just. It, I'm sure he's a great guy. He just feels slightly gimmicky to me. I'm not. A, I'm not a Minnesota guy. Like he, he's not going to get you the big wins. I tell you, he's two and eleven against ranked Big Ten teams. So now he has to go on the road and play a ranked ACC team at North Carolina. And Mac Brown's got them all mad again. So it's us against the world right now with some of the issues with the NCAA. Minnesota is not hanging with North Carolina this week. I'm not a PJ Fleck guy. Struggle saying the quarterback's name at Minnesota, which is an issue. So for me, so now I'm taking North Carolina. They win this easily. Greece, I, I don't think I don't think North Carolina wins that many games this season easily. Uh, I've got Minnesota oh, to cover. Is... I mean, uh, no, the, way. no way. App State 
App State went to two OTs last week. That's a weird game. With, that's just with a game. UNC. It, it, oh, it, that's just the that's just the again another Bills reference. That's just the uh, the Jets to the Bills. You know, kryptonite there. App State to UNC. It's I, just a, I think a they agree before thing. the game. We're just not going to like play defense. Uh, you know, let's just work on stuff and let's just toss the ball around. No, I, I think that UNC's defense sucks. You know, like well, I, luckily they're playing Minnesota. They're not, not good. App State. The Fighting Tommy Hennigans. They're, they're not good. Um, I, this UNC team is going to play a lot of close games, and I'm a Drake May like Homer. I, I've been like, I, I've been talking about this kid for a while. Huge fan of Drake May. I think he is going to be a fantastic NFL quarterback. I like him a lot, but I I like Minnesota to cover this game. I think this game is also going to be close. So we're like, remember what Carolina did know, to like, the South Carolina? Like they're going to get after this quarterback. They're going to live in the backfield. I, I I I they're not going to be able to do that to this Minnesota team the way that they did that to the South Carolina team. South Carolina has. Has just no offensive line, you know, no offensive line to speak of. And UNC is going to be challenged by this defense of, of Minnesota. This defense of Minnesota actually has a, a a fairly respectable, decent defense, and and they're gonna they're gonna bow up and and see what happens. But this is going to be a good game. This is going to be it's going to be a UNC win. But that spread's too big, and I've got Minnesota covering it again. So two straight games that are supposed to be, you know, dogs that are going to end up being good, and they're going to end up being nip-tuck right at the end of the game. You're going to be going, dang, I'm so glad I listened to the two-drink minimum and knew that these games were going to be close and good. Well, then you tuck in at four. That's Speaking of, like, offense and throwing the ball around, you got Western Kentucky and Ohio State. Weird game. Do you th- I, th- I don't think it's a weird game. That's not something that has me concerned for o- Ohio State. Is that something that you feel like is? Play it. Oh. Play it. It's a trap. 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 Kevin, here's what I got with this game. 27 and a half points is huge. And all that said... No way you're taking... You're taking... <laughs> we even played something. You have to take the Hilltoppers plus 27 and a half. I'm going to go with the Hilltoppers plus 27 and a half. And, and here's why. I mean, I think this is actually good for Ohio State. Ohio State's going to win this game. But I think this game is good for Ohio State. I think they welcome this game. They don't care that Vegas has them you know, favored at 27 and a half points. Austin Reed is a really good quarterback, and he's a quarterback that's as experienced as Sam Hartman. You know, like he's he's going to be you know operating on Aaron Rodgers' leg next year. He's been in freaking you know college for so long. You know, he he's been there for a while. Okay, and, and and so is Sam Hartman. And this kid is good. This Western Kentucky defense is good. I mean, the Western Kentucky offense is good. Western Kentucky defense, there's no way they have a chance to stop uh, the, the, the weapons that Ohio State has. Ohio State puts up points. They go back and forth. The Ohio State defense actually finally gets tested by a living, breathing opponent. And this isn't Youngstown State. The Western Kentucky go offense. Penguins. The Western Kentucky offense is better than the Indiana offense. 
I understand that the Indiana offense is a Big Ten team, but they're better than them. And and so they are going to be pushed a little bit on that side of it. And I see this game, you know, getting getting away from Western Kentucky and, and Ohio State pulling away for sure. But it's more like 45 to 20. They're not it's trying to more, win anyone the Heisman. Before they were no, trying to take Stroud no, or one of those guys, and no, we got to put up you know, these big numbers. They're just going to try just, to win the game. They just need to win. Like you said before, what do you know is fantastic with the Ohio State offense? The running game. So that goes tick-tack, 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 tick-tack. I actually think this game is great for Ohio State. I think they need this game. They don't lose it, but they don't cover. It's good. It's you. So we're I'm, we're Ohio State winning by four touchdowns. Not interested in that. Wouldn't you've got Ohio State? I've got covering. Ohio State. I've got Ohio State winning that game, but by four touchdowns. No, I'm not going. I don't. I'm not. Oh, you got Western Kentucky covering too. I could, they could stay within four touchdowns. One sure. seven and a half is a lot. They could. And Austin def- Reed is good. There's Austin empty Reed's calories good. too to be had in that game. Austin could, Reed. Your Austin starters Reed. could leave up forty. Yep. And then all of a sudden you end up winning that game by 20 just because they have this offense that just keeps tossing it. Austin up. Reed is another one of those guys that said he was offered six figures to go play somewhere else. And Me he too. stayed at Western Kentucky. Interesting um, decision. Yeah. What did he get paid to stay? Does anybody ever ask that question? Yeah. The guys always tell you what I was offered to leave. They say, so what did they pay you to stay? Yeah. That, 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 that weird hilltopper thing, whatever it is, the blob. He just, gets to wear it? He gave him tons of money. Okay. That thing is yeah. just full of cash. I'm surprised. It's like Shocking. in it's like an arrested development with, with the, the, the pineapple <laughs> stand. It's just banana. made of cash. All right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, as I look at the rest of the day here, you do have Washington having to go on the road to Michigan State. I'm confident in Washington winning this game. Let's it's play on, that game. See what comes up. It's on it's on the Peacock <laughs> network. Uh, so I'm gonna stay away from that game. I'm not gonna see any of it. So I'm going to, Dan, I'm going to wander right through that. and Well, you don't need to see any of it if you hear it. Like, I mean, no, that, no. Uh, uh, online one. No, you, you don't have to see it. <laughs> but it's 7 p.m. Tennessee at Florida. Number 11 Tennessee going on the road. Watching their first couple of games, I am not impressed with Tennessee Florida at home is getting, I think, almost a touchdown here. Six and a half. Milton and Tennessee, Bazooka Joe, we want to see that. It, it has not been impressive with me. Tennessee is going to struggle in this wait, game. Is Bazooka Joe your name or, or his name? No, he's got people call him Bazooka people Joe. People call him Bazooka Joe? No, and then okay. every, you're going to watch it. The game day will do okay. some piece where he can throw it 900 yards. But yeah. then you watch Tennessee play. I love and, that gun. And he's going to mostly throw it like sideways as far as he can. <laughs> That's what you watch them do against Austin P when they're playing that game. You're just going to throw it sideways against Virginia. The receipt, Hyatt last year, he was phenomenal, man. Like they, You had a better quarterback than you have this year, a yeah, much yeah. better quarterback in Hooker. Yeah, yeah. And the Hyatt kid, like they had a, a top wide receiver that most guys couldn't cover. Yeah. So when you look at that team and they stepped back at both of those positions, yeah. I'm not a believer in Tennessee this year. I, I, Tennessee is overrated. They're going to go to to Florida and they're going to lose at Florida this weekend. It'll be their Ooh. tenth. It'll be their tenth straight loss. Oh, I like this. Their tenth straight loss I like at this. Florida. 
So you just can't go to Florida and win. They've got nine straight losses at, at Florida. Florida right yes, now? this will be their tenth straight loss at Florida. Wow. And so I, I'm going to believe in that. Wow. I, I am typically a do theory guy, but this is not a do theory game for me. Watching the first couple of Tennessee games, not impressed by that offense. If Florida can get that running game going, they were one for thirteen on third downs against Utah. Florida played awful against Utah. The first play for Utah goes for a touchdown. That game on the road couldn't have gone worse for that team. Florida is good enough when they get that running game going, and then you see Mertz do just enough for them to win, and you get some points. Thank you. I like Florida in that game to just win it for Tennessee. The second-best team on the other side for the SEC is an interesting conversation for us after this weekend. When we see what happens with Tennessee and Florida here. Is it, is it the Cock Commanders? We'll see. Is it Cocktober? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. See, now I like, I, I like that you went that way. And again, we never talk about this. We never talk about who each other's picks are. I like that you, you know, kind of went chalk on the other games. And I like those teams to cover. And now you like Florida to win. I like Tennessee to win and cover this game. I actually like the Tennessee team. Uh, I, I think it's Milton's time. I think he looked great in the Orange Bowl last year. I think he's sort of put it together and he's in the right offense. That Josh Heifel offense is a, is a tailor-made offense for him. I don't even, I, you know, I, I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think Hyatt played last year in that bowl game. They looked so good. Probably not. Um, and, and Tennessee's a good team. Florida's a mess right now. Graham Mertz, I don't believe in Graham Mertz. I don't believe in that 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 team over there. They couldn't the defense couldn't stop a second, third string quarterback from Utah from you know, you know, making some plays, making enough plays to beat them by twenty over there. And I I, I Florida is until you show me something, I believe you are who you seem to be. And so that's why I've got Tennessee winning and covering. Even this is an ETN even, game. You, even this, you're going to come though, out of this game talking about the ETN kid. Even Florida's going to run the ball on Tennessee. Even with ETN. though, even though we don't necessarily know who Tennessee is yet, and 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 you're right there. If 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 I'm a betting guy and I'm like I love betting, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bet. On I this don't game bet. I window game. shop. I don't bet on this game because I don't really think you know who either one of these teams are yet. Tennessee could win this game by 40 if Joe Milton is who he's supposed to be. But if Joe Milton is who we've seen him to be in his stops in Michigan and when he got replaced by Herndon Hooker at Tennessee early, you're right. They could lose this game. So who is he now? You know, and you know that I'm a firm believer or a non-believer in this idea that because a guy's one year older, he's gotten better. You know, that's always like the thing in college football. Well, they got this guy, and he's he's one year in the system, and it's just going to work so much better this year. Well, yeah, but what if he was horrible last year and he's still horrible? You know, and that's it, it always happens in college football. It's always this, like, thing that we talk about where you go, he's one year older, one year further in the system. Well, what if he still makes the same mistakes? What if he still does the same things? I, I, Milton's been around for long enough. I was very, very impressed with the way he played in the Orange Bowl. I think that carries over to this season. I think Tennessee is a legitimate 
Uh, New Year's Six contender. They're nowhere near a college football playoff contender. But I think they're a good team that could, you know, sit there going, you know, 10-2, and 9-3 and three on this season. And they get this game done, and they get this game done going away. I wish I could agree with you, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't see it. Not this year. You don't need to. And then Hooker was, that, that kid, man, he was so good. Like, that, that's a huge loss that Milton can't replace him. Yeah, and, and, they, and, then they lost, and then they lose their top two wide receivers, too. I just don't think Florida's the team to expose them. They're going to run it early, and then Mertz will be able to open things up for him, and you'll get Mertz being able to do enough for them in the second half to win this game. It will well, when Mertz you go 20 back, for 21 again with 315 yards. I don't see that happening, but when we come out of this weekend, that is going to be the game, the main game that you say that was the best game of the weekend. That if you're gonna pick a game to watch this weekend, and I can feel confident that you're gonna sit there in the fourth quarter and it's going back and forth, not gonna be the prettiest game. It's not gonna be like like the the bombs we saw in Texas, Alabama. But you're gonna yeah. see stops. You're gonna see weird fumbles or like bounces off someone's back for an interception with yep. these teams. It's gonna oh, be yeah. an entertaining game down the stretch. That's the main game as you're sitting there that night. If you're not a Syracuse fan, Syracuse people, NBC at 7.30, yep. but everybody else, that's the game. Yep. That Syracuse game's going to be good. This game's going to be good. There are some really good games this this week, and and, and there's some, have to apologize there's for the some schedule, teams man. that are going to play next week in some enormous games, right? Oh, yeah, you so, want to pick game day next week just on our way out? Can you give so me your game day location? So this is the trap week. A, a game day next week. Because they'll announce it before you and I see each other again. All right, so Kevin, give a rundown of next week because it's ridiculous. And there, there are ten games that could have game day. But give me a rundown. I'm right, gonna have to take week. a hit. So Florida State, Clemson. Yep. It, Clemson is always a team that they're gonna sit there for game day and look at. Ole Miss at Alabama. Alabama, if they were undefeated, you would put them right there. Okay. I'll take. I'll drink right after this. But Colorado is playing at Oregon. Colorado wins big yep. this week. They're playing at Oregon. Yep. They love that six a.m. sip of the pirate water. I think you said it twice. Oh goodness! The man just chugged pirate water. But yeah. they do like that six a.m. wacky start where it's completely dark um, when they start the game. But then you get to the night games and the Big Ten takes over with an appearance by Notre Dame. But you have Ohio State at Notre Dame. Iowa no, Notre Dame State. at Ohio State, isn't it? Ohio State's at Notre Dame. Wait, that game's at Notre Dame. Yeah, man. I so if you're time. gonna if you're gonna look at game day for me out of all of those, they're gonna go to Notre Dame. I gotta have Notre Dame on that one. And there's more games than that. They're there's, gonna go to there's, South Bend. There's, there's more think, games I think than we that. We had most even. of them that are right there. But yeah, I I gotta go Notre Dame on that. I think that they knew that they were gonna go to Notre Dame for that game. Oh, you! I sorry, I left out a couple of those early games. Like uh, UCLA is at Utah, and Oregon State, Washington State, the Pac-12 championship, yeah. the 2024 Pac-12 championship game. Well, you is know being what played, though? They're you not going to go. There. I mean, it does 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 game day go to Notre Dame because they have their contract with NBC? Do they skip them? Oh, they don't get to show that game, so do they not want to go there? Do they skip? Same it? like Iowa Penn State is on CBS at 7:30. That's a your Big Ten CBS game, that's new this year, so you do have Iowa Penn State. But okay, if, okay. Okay, so Dan, I love okay. the game I I love the TV conversation with okay. college football. So that is a great point that you don't have that premier game. Florida yep. State Clemson is noon ABC. That that's I think that's the I over think that's, Notre Dame. I think that's it. 
I think that's Ohio the State Notre Dame is the biggest game of that weekend. I if think, it's at Ohio State, Herbie's definitely there at that yeah, game. Yeah, I, you're, I, I, you're you're taking Florida State at Clemson. That's a pretty good pick because then they roll right into the game. Florida State at Clemson. Who are you going with? I'll take Notre Dame. Okay, but I love that the, you're going with the network okay. loyalty. I love it. Brand loyalty. Listen, that is all for tonight. It's been a great, uh, the two-drink minimum is quickly becoming the three-drink minimum. That is uh, all for tonight. As I don't know always, if you know how minimums work, Dan. Yeah. Uh, three is okay. Three is good. Right? Yeah. It's seven-drink maximum. <laughs> no, don't uh, say maximum. As always, check us out and give us a follow on Twitter, at Henny and Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go on, rate and review us. Follow us on Anchor, Stitch, essentially anywhere you, where your uh, podcasts are found. Check out our page on Henny and Patron, the two-drink minimum. Friend me at Dan Patron. Special thanks to our beers tonight. New Belgium, Voodoo Ranger in honor to our guy sam howell who got his first time yes sir uh ithaca beer company flower power and of course the random barstool sports pirate water which is uh something to behold in its own right uh also special thanks to our sponsor game changer with the clark bar go on please head over to the Game Changer website where you will find uh, just extraordinary tables, everything that you need uh, for your tailgating and your pool and your lake needs. These things are so diverse, so multifaceted. It is GameChangerGoods.com. Diversity is important. G-A-M-E-C-H-A-N-G-E-R-G-O-O-D-S.com. GameChangerGoods.com. You can find anything you want, customize it. He will hook it up. I am Dan Patron. He is Kevin Hennigan. This has been the Two Drink Minimum. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Have fun watching the games. What a fantastic week this week. And we'll have an even better week of games next week to talk about. <laughs> Don't apologize. I, I, I'm not apologizing. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Don't apologize for the schedule. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>